Olivia Newton-John is responding to all of the claims against Greece. The new Riverdale trailer has us questioning everything. And Stephen LeConte is back and we have so much advice to give. It's February 5th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And today we have another special guest host, and more importantly, my work wife, BuzzFeed senior celebrity and pop culture editor, Jen Abador. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm excited just to see your face. <laughs> That's why I asked to have you co-host this so I could see your face. I know. I was like, this long distance work wife relationship really just needs some Zooms every once in a while, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, wait. So before we start talking today, I want to see, have you seen on like Twitter about how Gen Z is saying no to skinny jeans, but loves middle parts and millennials yep. are very confused about that. And I'm like, I actually have to say, why are they confused about that? I also say no to skinny jeans and I love middle parts. Maybe well, I'm younger than I thought I was, Jen. I've just said no to jeans in general for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm very on trend at this point, honestly. Um, and I've said, I mean, I've said no to middle parts since the eighth grade and I took my um, yearbook photo with a metal part <laughs> and it was very upsetting to me. So I used to be all about the zigzag part, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very happy for them that they're rediscovering a middle part, I guess. Yeah. You know what? It's good. If they if they have the middle part, then their hair will naturally set that way. So they don't have to worry about the big bump if they're trying to switch it. That's true. Okay. But we have to move on. We're starting off with this. Olivia Newton-John is responding to comments that Greece is problematic. Newton-John starred as Sandy, the love interest of John Travolta's Danny Zuko in the film. Fans are angry that the film hasn't aged well with anti-LGBTQ prejudice and misogynistic betrayal of one of the characters, Rizzo. Newton-John remarked that people need to cool it a bit. She said, I think in this particular instance, I think it's kind of silly because the movie was made in the 70s about the 50s. It was a stage play. It's a musical. It's fun. Then she added, it's a fun movie musical and not to be taken so seriously. I don't know. What do you think, Jen? Hmm. Well, I'm prefacing this by saying that like, I think for every single day from like 1997 to 2001, I watched Grease every night to go to bed to. And... (laughs) Well, I'm acknowledging that. I think it's like, I don't think it's silly to like, you know, reevaluate the way that, you yeah. know, pieces of art and, and things that we used to love have, you know, aged in this day and age, you know? And I think that like, to say that we can't interrogate something because it was set in a different time, I think it's kind of silly. Yeah. I feel like I'm 50-50 on her with here because how she phrased it of like, fans are angry that the film hasn't aged well. I'm like, okay, well, You can't be angry that a film hasn't aged well. You can be angry that it was like made that way or, or that that's what it was like and stuff like that. But that's just the, how films work. They're most are not going to age well because of times changing. But where I very much don't agree with her is when she's like, it's fun. And I'm like, no, you need to let people feel things. If they're saying it's misogynistic and it's prejudiced, like it's anti-gay, then it's like, okay, yeah, (laughs) that's true. Right. And like, it's not fun. And also, like, there are very valid things to say about Greece, I would say. And also, like, 
overall, like Danny Zuko is just like a horrible character. So yes, accurate. He truly is. And we cannot forget the ending like moral, which is change yourself for a man. <laughs> just lose all of your interests and change your life to be with a man. Seriously. Yes. I mean, honestly, speaking of actors who are too old to play teenagers, um, we do have to discuss the new Riverdale trailer, mostly because get this, there's a seven year time jump. What? A lot can happen in seven years. Archie had been in a war. You ready to go home, son? Home? I was a published writer. No! Veronica was married. Archie, this is Chadwick, my husband. And Betty was an FBI agent. You suffered severe trauma. Wow. Lots of catching up to do. I can't breathe right now, Jen. Yeah, you're hearing that right. <laughs> Um, so the CW loves itself a time jump and you can read all of my extremely urgent questions about everything <laughs> that you just heard in my piece. This Riverdale trailer is the most bonkers thing since Archie got mauled by a bear. Because uh, that also happened on this show. He just got mauled by a bear after playing high school football in a prison. You know what? We won't talk about that right now because I do want to talk about this trailer. Here are my two most pressing questions for you. One, what war is Archie in <laughs> in the next seven years? The extremely important thing that you did not hear in that clip is that the war is actually happening on a football field. <laughs> wait, wait, really? <laughs> like there's there's a football player, there's like a goalpost in the background, <laughs> and I don't really know what's going on. I'm sure they're going to explain it in some plot way. But my other favorite thing about this trailer Besides the war, which also looks like it's, you know, it's like a classic Riverdale thing where, like, you're not sure if it's set in, like, 2021 or, like, 1940 and, uh, yeah, at all times. Yeah. But my other favorite thing about this trailer is that it's, like, these are the four jobs that you can have. It's, like, soldier, writer, FBI agent, or married. Yes! <laughs> that was my second question. I'm, like... I'm like, what? Which is actually wild to me because what I know from your recaps is that Veronica owns a bar, like a speakeasy. So like she's actually the only person who has like a real job. And yet now she's just like, and married. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, this is all based on the Archie comics originally. In the, I, so I don't know where they got any of that from. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't I don't know if she's still running the speakeasy in the seven years in the future. I think we have like a lot of things mm. to figure out. But obviously, like a time jump is not nothing new to teen television, you know. But I am excited to see where they are gonna be in the future, obviously. Ugh, me too. I'm excited to read about it and not watch it. Um, so I feel like I really need to be grounded and centered right now, which is why I'm so happy we're ending our week on this. Another edition of DM911. Jen. You know our friend Stephen Lacanti, and you know that he gives excellent advice. Yes, I I love this segment. I love Stephen's advice. It always soothes me. Um, he keeps his DMs open on Instagram and Twitter so that everyone can hit him up with their problems. It's honestly very brave of him. <laughs> Truly. And today he's responding to a girlfriend who is suspicious of her boyfriend's late night Skype calls, someone who is feeling guilty about lying by omission to their partner, and a woman whose boyfriend's father wants her to have her tattoos removed. Hi, Steven. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. Okay, so let's kick it off with this one. 
Our writer lives with her boyfriend, and he's been getting mysterious Skype calls at 2 a.m. while she's in bed. At first, she thought it was weird, but now he's Skyping and texting even more, and he even gets Skype calls during the day. One time, he made an excuse to close the bedroom door over this. Our writer wants to confront her boyfriend about this, but she says she knows her boyfriend will accuse her of being paranoid or insecure. What should she do? So here's what intrigued me about this DM. The letter writer seems to imply that she's only allowed to break up with this guy if she can like definitively and concretely prove that he's cheating on her. But I would just like to remind this letter writer that you can break up with him at any time you want for any reason you want. And I'm actually going to posit that you should break up with him now, even if you can't definitively prove that he's cheating. And here's why. In your own letter, in your own words, you outright say that your boyfriend is the kind of person who will lie about things unless he's faced with like concrete, irrefutable evidence. And not only will he lie, but you say that he will turn the blame around on you and call you names like insecure and paranoid simply for asking basic questions that frankly any partner would ask. That's a shitty boyfriend whether or not he's cheating on you. So my question is, what's the point in waiting for more concrete evidence to come around? You're dating someone who you say you cannot trust, someone who you think would absolutely gaslight you if it would get him out of trouble. That alone is more than enough reason to dump him. Of course, I have no idea if your boyfriend is actually cheating on you. His behavior sounds suspicious as fuck, but it almost doesn't matter, and perhaps it shouldn't matter to you at this point either. Break up with him because you do not trust him, and not trusting him is enough of a reason to walk away. I promise you, in the long run, you will be better off without that kind of stress in your life. Okay, honestly, I'm pretty blown away right now because we all know Steven doesn't tell people to break up with people often. He's usually like, he's usually like, let's communicate, and you're like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I do. I always like to look for the path forward. But the thing is, is that if she had said, like, uh, he's behaving suspiciously and I'm just not sure if I should bring it up with him, then I would say, yeah, bring it up with him. But it was this whole other layer added mm. on of, like, he's going to call me crazy. I can't bring it up unless I have concrete evidence. And that stuff makes me know, like, well, this guy just is not a person you can trust, even if he's not cheating right now. All right. Well, we'll be right back for more of Stephen's excellent advice. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space. 
activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a fair play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Stephen Laconte and rifling through all of the DMs he gets. Our next one is about lying by omission. Our writer is worried about not disclosing an early crush on a friend, which she never acted on. She's still friends with her prior crush, and her girlfriend is also becoming friends with him. Our writer says her partner really values honesty and openness, and she's wondering if she should tell her girlfriend or not. She doesn't want to make things awkward, but she feels guilty about the previous lie. Stephen, how should she tackle this? So... As a rule, I certainly do not think that we owe our partners an exhaustive and definitive list of everyone we've ever had a crush on. We are all entitled to keep some secrets from our partners, especially perfectly harmless secrets like a crush you had four years ago that never amounted to anything more. So I think you're 1000% within your rights to keep this to yourself if you want. However, I think it is worth considering the fact that this has been weighing on you weighing on you so much, in fact, that you wrote into an advice columnist about it. Uh, and, and I will say this, things that weigh on us are often good things to share with our partners. If you're having a hard time in your relationship right now because you feel like you're being dishonest, or as you put it yourself, lying by omission, that alone might be reason enough just to let your partner know about it. Um, I certainly don't think you've done anything wrong here, and your partner should not receive the information as if you've done anything wrong. Uh, you don't need to make this some big dramatic confession. I don't think you owe an apology for anything. I think you could just state matter-of-factly that you had a crush four years ago. And I think it might feel good for you to get that off your chest, so you don't have to wonder about whether or not you're accidentally being deceitful anymore. And since you say your partner really values openness and honesty, I have to think she would respect you for embracing those values. Mm. Okay, so Stephen, I have a question for you because I honestly, when I read this, I was like, oh, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this scenario because when you're in a relationship, you probably had many crushes before that relationship because I truly believe her that like she doesn't have feelings for this person anymore. How would you suggest she goes forward? Because I feel like what's also weighing on her is that she's kind of scared to tell her girlfriend because she's worried that her girlfriend will think that because she didn't tell her for four years that it actually means something, but it clearly doesn't. So do you have like a way to like go about that? Yeah, that's tough. I think you can just acknowledge that like, yes, I haven't mentioned to this over the years because it really like was not that significant of a thing to me. It didn't feel like the kind of information that you needed to know. But as I thought about it more, and especially acknowledging that like you've gotten closer to this person now too, because she mentions that her partner's close, you can say like, as I think about it now more, I'm realizing like, it's just something I would like for you to know. And by the way, I think that's the operative thing here. Like this is information that you'd like for her to know, not information that she needs to know or information that she is owed. It's just a, like, it's a fact about me that is going to bring me closer to you by having shared it. Mm. Okay. So finally, we need to discuss sibling tattoos. This DMR has a matching tattoo with her two siblings and she got the tattoo on the back of her arm. 
The problem is that her boyfriend's father disapproves of it. And while the boyfriend's grandpa doesn't know yet, she knows he also would not be a fan. During Christmas this year, her boyfriend's dad said he'd set aside a chunk of money in order to get the tattoo removed as a, quote, gift, because women in his family don't get tattoos and essentially compared her to a whore. Her boyfriend was upset by this and defended her. So how should she move forward? Because I'll tell you right now, Stephen, I'm upset. (laughs) I'm upset too. Um, Yeah, this DM is disturbing. The bad news in the DM is that your boyfriend's father is a fucking asshole. Um, The good news in the DM is that your boyfriend sounds like he's nothing like his father. Um, I was relieved to hear that your boyfriend defended you during this and that the confrontation seemed to upset him just as much as it upset you. That much at least is a really good sign for your relationship. Your relationship itself sounds healthy and supportive and that's like the most important matter to address here and you're good there. As for your relationship with the father, um, you don't have to love your partner's parents. And in fact, in some cases, you don't even have to know your partner's parents. And if this incident with the dad is any indication of what may come, uh, cutting off contact really might be like an appropriate course of action to consider here, at least for now. There's no doubt that your boyfriend's dad owes you a real apology. Um, If he can ever offer it genuinely and sincerely, you could cross that bridge if when you get to it, I'm not telling you you have to accept that apology, but he owes you one and you can cross that bridge when you get to it. Barring that, I don't think you should have to be around that man again, and I hope your boyfriend will stand by you in that decision. It's one thing not to approve of tattoos. I want to say I know that some generations and some cultures have real hang-ups about them. However, to make rude comments about a tattoo, um, to try to force someone to remove their tattoo with a painful medical procedure, and then to imply that you're, and I'm quoting here, um, a whore because you won't remove your tattoo is so, so far beyond the pale. That is not something to be chalked up to a generational or cultural difference. That is verbal abuse, plain and simple. So yeah, I'd cut off contact with the father, at least for the time being, if not indefinitely. Um, And if your boyfriend is as supportive of you as he was in that moment, uh, he should stand by you in that decision. Again, I think your relationship with your boyfriend sounds healthy, but this will be a test of it. Steven, do you know what this inspired me to do? What? What did it inspire you? Get a matching tattoo with my sister. Really? That's what I should do. My mom's listening and she's going, no, no. <laughs> do you have any tattoos? I don't, but my sister has a bunch. And uh, and well, I'm sure my mom's going to text me after this. <laughs> I have a tattoo too. I think tattoos are great. But yeah, please, please do not under any circumstances follow through with that father's plan and remove the tattoo. Keep your no. tattoo. It sounds cool. Okay, Steven, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, when the Super Bowl hits on Sunday, according to Riverdale, those players are maybe, probably, actually going to war. Make it make sense. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Eric Nedanine. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Monkesh Ticketer, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. 
socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. The NFL is back and the NFL app has you covered. So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season. Now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL. Download to your mobile device today at NFL.com slash mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. 